in addition to you know, the turmoil, the problems with Herod, it was also a time of just real political upheaval, uh, both not only internally with, with kings, both political and vicious, uh, but also externally with all manner of other kinds of nations wanting to conquer the land of Israel so that they could control this important chapter of the region. At the time that Isaiah was writing, joined up with Syria in an effort to remove Ahab from the Jews. So the idea was that if they could get rid of Ahab, they could force Judah to join them in trying to resist this kingdom against the other future powers of the land, namely Assyria. As we know from history, ironically, Ahab had been trying to deal in other ways. He had actually made an alliance with Assyria before he died, telling them that he was just going to go ahead and crush this little kingdom down to Assyria and get rid of it. Ironically, Assyria not only accepted him and the other nations, but they accepted her during the feast of Jezebel. And so in the repentant conversion of Isaiah, instruction with a message that both judgment and hope. Uh, here's the story. Chapter 8 ended on a very ominous note. It was the call that those who would ally themselves with earthly powers instead of the Lord would live in destruction and death. And many of us think of those words as curses falling over the full judgment chapter 9, and we find a very much of a contrasting picture, don't we? If you look again at verses 1 and 2, you'll see it's almost the exact opposite. It's not gloom, not anguish, but gloriousness. It's not darkness, but for the people of God, it says, those who actually are turning back, those who actually tell people to run away from those who relied upon him, they are the ones who will not be welcomed. Yes, they're going to face fearsome armies of their own in the near future, but their trust doesn't speak of the passing when Herod was inclined to come for our ears and stuff. But instead, their attention was fixed on Ahab, in what the Lord had promised when the Lord Three, you can't get away from it. The ESV puts them this way: we see joy, we see rejoice, we see joy again. We see something about gladness. Hammer time situation couldn't be any clearer. God's people reacted these days and had these emotions. They lived in this wonderful reality. instead of hoping that their money or fame or honors or mercenaries could be bought with. 
given these things to your people, that you are going to bless them in Jesus Christ, and we're going to rejoice in you. And we Let's make then the three halves of the equation here. It's this Messiah, this Christ who brings peace. He's the one who pulls us from every but also he's the one who has purchased our peace. He's the one who has made it available, the one who has brought it about by his own life, death, and resurrection. Why would it not be perfect? Because of that Messiah, Jesus. The one who suffered trust him. You can receive from him what you could never earn. You can you can enjoy those And I think that's a longing for each of us that we're longing for. You know, a number of years ago I was blessed to take a vacation in Black Hills. And at one point we had made our way down to Great Falls. And we were touring and then hiking uh, around Badger Park, which you guys know is the area of Fairfield Park. So, um, we were hiking around this trail. And, and as we hiked, there's a short trail around that's called the Badger Trail or the Trail of the Badger. Um, and why is that? Because the trail hardly looks like something out of a movie. It's perfectly green. Green pine trees and there's a smell, and then you could sort of see out through, you know, where there were a few little spaces. There were some cabins, and I kid you not, and I'm not making this up. This is like a movie. Suddenly, it was a cloudy day, and there was just like this little ray of light on the cabin, and then it stopped on the trail. And so it's like, oh, what is it? Well, that's what it kind of held us temporarily in the midst of our vacation. I was in church. I was worshiping. Every time the Lord gives us a moment like that, He's giving you a hint, a little hint, a, a small reminder of the day when, when you will have a joy that you never lost. It is peace. A life that you can one that will never to wonder when is it going to come to me? And yet I trust it. No matter what I've got to do or get to say, there's a joy that will come. There is a joy that will come. This joy. This kind of peace that comes from the person of Christ. He is the one who allows Joy and peace. 
given to us, not simply as a good financial addition, but it's to help our own hearts. We, we haven't Thank you. 